where I take you on the roller coaster that is the millennial career in the 21st century. I'm your next career move coach and I'm here to help you create clarity, be more strategic and build your mindset so that you can get more out of your life and career. I'll be sharing actionable tools and strategies from my work as a coach and I'll also be bringing you inspiring stories from individuals that I'll be touching base with along the way. Welcome back to Touching Base with Matilda Rose, the podcast for corporate millennials, but also for anyone in corporate who is looking for more from their life and their career. I'm really excited to be back with you at time of recording. I've just got back from Bali, so feeling a little bit rusty when it comes to podcasting and work and business, but I feel like it's so relevant for the topic that I'm going to be talking to you today about and it's all about work-life balance. So just back on the Bali thing for me it was so important to completely switch off from work and the business for two weeks just to give myself a break. Like I've been going full systems ahead, full systems go, whatever the saying is and I knew that this was an opportunity for me to just relax and lay by the pool and bathe in the beautiful warm weather and everything that is Bali. I just forgot how much I love that place and the people and the scenery and the beaches and the food. But this episode is not about Bali. It's about work-life balance. And this is a topic I'm so passionate about and I love. And I'm surprised I haven't actually done this sooner because It's something that I work very, very closely with uh, clients on, and it's something that I am a really big advocate for. So there's a lot of contradictory perspectives and opinions and content out there on work-life balance. A lot of people say that it's not a thing, it's not possible. I believe that it is. I just think, again, we kind of have to shift our perspective on our or our beliefs on on what it actually is obviously it's not going to be a constant in our life and it's not going to be perfect all the time Uh, and I think as we shift and move through different seasons of our life the concept of our work-life balance and and what it means is going to continue to shift and continue to change so rather than seeing it as a zero-sum game like we either have it or we don't Try and look at it as if it's on a bit of a cycle, like it's something that we're continually, uh, we're continually shifting, tweaking, changing and working towards. What I've noticed from my work with clients and also just from like my own kind of relationships and perspectives is that when we don't have a sense of work-life balance, that can tend to lead to really high levels of stress, of overwhelm, we feel unfulfilled, we've kind of got that feeling of being a hamster on the wheel, chasing our tail, can lead to anxiety, burnout, all of the things. So obviously it's important, like 
just understand that it is important. It promotes our mental and our physical health. And if we don't have our health, we don't have anything. I mean, our health is everything. It promotes our productivity. Like I mentioned, when we don't have it, we're unfulfilled. So when we do have that balance, it leads to higher fulfillment and we're feeling more motivated. And these are the words, fulfillment, motivated, that clients come to me wanting. And so we look at, we start off and and look at, okay, so where is life at? Where are we spending time? What are are our days spent doing? Um, And so for me personally, balance is actually one of my key values. So on so many different fronts, this episode and this topic is right up my alley. Going back a few years, uh, let's go back to my first corporate job, which was a wild time. I had no work-life balance. I worked really long hours for really shit pay. I, you know, went out and partied pretty hard on the weekend and I didn't have much energy for the relationships in my life and there was no prioritization of health and fitness. It was a little bit of like a survival mode, to be honest. And so looking back on that time, I felt consistently drained and consistently exhausted. I would come home just so tired and I had nothing left to give. And it's because there was no balance. I wasn't prioritizing what I valued and I was sort of stuck in a job that I didn't like and and didn't fulfill or sustain me. So when I'm talking through this episode and work-life balance, just know that I'm speaking from the position of being in a fulfilling and satisfying job because that has to be the baseline. We can be doing everything in our power and in our control outside of work to work towards work-life balance. But if we are not in a job that fulfills or satisfies us, we are not going to have work-life balance. Like it's just that simple. A job that we like is the baseline. So with that in mind, let's get into the nitty gritty and, and start to actually talk through um, what, work, what work-life balance is and how we can start to create it. I did a little bit of research and I really like the concept of work-life integration rather than balance. Because when I think of balance, I think of like a seesaw and it needing to be level and work and life needing to be equally kind of prioritized and completely separate. Whereas when we look at and talk about work-life integration, because our work and our life and our family and, and things overlap, it's about kind of working towards these different parts of our life and work integrating with each other. So I think that's a great way to look at it because we can't keep all the areas of our life separate They're connected, they overlap, and so they're integrated. And the four core areas of our work and life that we want to integrate is firstly, friends and family. I should say family and friends. Second is our health. Third is career. And fourth is community. And when I was thinking about these four areas, I was like, yeah, obviously friends and family, obviously health, obviously career. And I had to think a bit about community and and what that kind of meant or looked like. And 
I think for everyone, like all of these areas, it's going to mean something different. So it could be religion, it could be culture, it could be sport and being part of a team. So yeah, when you're thinking of community, it'll be different for everyone. But those are some sort of examples that would fall into that category. And as I have mentioned um, a lot throughout this episode, a balance and integration of these areas is going to look completely different for everyone. And it will shift and change as you move throughout different seasons of your life. So the first step to work-life integration and balance is to define what it means for you. So what does that look like? What does it feel like? So a good question to ask yourself sort of initially and and right off the bat is what does work-life balance mean to me? And a secondary question to ask yourself here is, am I spending enough time doing what I really want? So really simple sort of starting questions. We are looking at what is already existing and happening in our life and work, looking at what balance and integration means to us and asking ourselves, are we spending enough time doing what we really want? It's honestly that simple. And that starts the process of evaluating kind of where we're at and starting to get a picture of where we want to go. The second step is to assess and prioritize our values. So it's not too late in this stage of the process to actually start to get clarity on what your values are. There's so many like really simple quizzes and worksheets you can find online. I've also got my own Uh, values worksheet so if you want to start to actually create clarity on what your values are feel free to send me a message and I can send through that worksheet for you so we are creating clarity on what our values are if we haven't already and then we're prioritizing these values and I really truly believe that we are fulfilled when we are prioritizing our values And that's kind of the crux and the underlying foundation of balance and integration. So I've touched on balance as a whole being one of my key values. I also really highly value my health. So for me to prioritize that value, that means that I'm carving out, scheduling, creating time in my day, in my schedule, in my weeks to prioritize my health. So physically, that looks like going to the gym. I've recently set myself the intention to get to 10,000 steps a day. And then also on on the mental health side of things, I have recommitted to my uh, intention of meditating in the morning. So I'm doing that again. I'm journaling. As you can see, I have consciously made an effort to prioritize this value of mine. So once you know what yours are, then it's working out, okay, how do I how do I prioritize these? What does that actually look like? Which leads very nicely into step 3, which is to implement a time management system so that we can actually follow through on prioritizing our values and creating work-life integration. Here I say to clients, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like if you've already somewhat got some sort of system that is working, then let's stick with that. But if you've got no system or what you're doing is just not working for you, then let's look at some other options and, and some other 
ways that you can be managing your time. There are a whole heap of ways that we can manage our time. Uh, I would look at whether you prefer sort of something on your phone or something hard copy, like an old school monthly calendar or a diary. I combine a few different systems. So I like to use the calendar on my phone, which speaks to my email and my email calendar. And then I also use this nifty little tool called Asana which is like a project management tool. So Asana allows you to project manage your life. It's amazing. It's like an, it's like a really fancy to-do list, but you can create different projects within the program. So some ways that I use Asana, I set up different projects and corresponding tasks and to-do lists. So a while back I was organizing a hen's day. I used Asana to map out timelines and things that I needed to do for that hen's day. I also use it for my business every single day. I'll check in and see what I need to do. And then you could also use it for social, like socially. And and you can invite people to your project and to your to-do list so you can get your partners, family, friends involved if you want to as well. Went off on a little Asana tangent, which once you start using it, you'll see how easy it is to do. Um, but really, you can start so basic and just honestly use the, use a diary or go out and buy a monthly calendar. Something visual always helps if you've got it on the fridge or on your desk. Work out what works for you and stick with it and be consistent. So that's time management. The fourth step and one that I think is probably the hardest part is to set boundaries and say no. Recently, I've actually had to say no to a couple of things. And as a people pleaser, it's been really challenging. You know, you have that sick feeling in your stomach. And for me, it's the fear of disappointing other people. And it's a lifelong journey and process for me to be able to listen to my intuition and prioritize what I really want because it's so easy to be caught in that conditioning of wanting to please the people around you. And maybe it's an oldest child thing as well. I don't know if there's any other um, people who are the oldest child in their family. I think we tend to fall into a bit more of the people pleasing than our younger siblings. So I know this feels fucking uncomfortable and I just I know what that sick feeling feels like when you do say no or when you do set a boundary. There is no formula or secret ingredient to make this any easier. It's just part of our growth and our evolution and there's no pa- if there's no pain, there's no gain. So if it feels uncomfortable, you're doing it right, unfortunately. And I'm right here in the trenches with you, setting boundaries and saying no. There was actually a stage a while back I got really addicted to saying no. And I was just like saying no left, right and center. But then I was like, actually, shit, that might be something that I actually want to do. Uh, and, and then I read somewhere to have your default as no. But then if it feels good and, and you want to do it, then change that default no to a yes. So step four, boundaries, say no. And I know this is really challenging, especially in the work environment when you have people in potentially managerial roles. You know, 
asking you to work overtime or whatever it is. I haven't been in the corporate environment for a little while, but I know that there are, you know, different pressures that come with that. Just practice firstly starting small when it comes to boundaries and saying no. So start small, you know, lean into the pain and lean into the uncomfortableness of it because it will get easier. Step five and the final step in the work-life integration and balance process is to refine and repeat. So as I mentioned, it's not something that we achieve and tick it off and then it's like all tickety-boo for the rest of our life. We are continually refining and repeating, you know, looking at what's working, what's not working. It's then like continually looking at what you've done and where maybe things need to be tweaked, where maybe you want to be spending more time or less time. So I love journaling. I love writing stuff down, like getting it out of my head onto paper is a really uh, valuable and great way to assess, refine, repeat and, and work out what you want to change and what you want to tweak. So work-life balance and integration. I think it's just really important to know that it's it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be your time equally split between the four areas of family, friends, health, career and community. It's going to ebb and flow as you shift through different seasons in your life. I'm going to quickly recap the five steps. So the first is to define and evaluate what work-life balance and integration means to you. The second is to assess and prioritize your values, which may mean actually in the first instance, getting clarity on what your values are. The third is to implement a time management system. The fourth is to set boundaries and say no. And the fifth is to refine and repeat and continue to do this throughout your life. And that is work-life balance. Um, As you've probably been able to tell, I love this. I think it's something that gets overlooked, uh, especially when we're working towards creating change and working towards our goals and, you know, securing a new job or changing careers. We've got to have the balance, whatever that looks and means to you, because That is where our fulfillment is going to come. That's where our motivation is going to come. That's where we're going to feel energized and like we're in momentum towards our purpose and feeling connected to ourselves and the people around us. So please don't take this lightly. Make it a priority for you. Start small and just take consistent steps from there. And as you are, have been listening to this episode and the process that I went through, some of you may be thinking, yeah, great, like I understand what it is and what I need to do, to do but I, I know that I'm not going to keep myself accountable and I know that this is something that I need support with. That's where I can come in and help you. So to not only kind of map out you know, what the goal is, which is work-life balance, but also a very manageable, tailored, customized plan to support you to get there as well as the accountability. Um, So I'm like that person in your corner that's continually checking in and making sure that you are moving forward, taking action and feeling fulfilled and motivated. That's what I do as a coach. So if you're interested to find out a bit more about what that would look like and, and how I can support you to create work-life balance and integration, 
slide into my DMs, send me an email, whatever's easiest. Um, would love to, to have a chat and find out how I can help. That's it for the episode. Hopefully I haven't been too rusty post Bali. Um, I really enjoyed this one and it always feels like they just fly. And I just want to also take some time to thank you all for continuing to listen and to support the podcast. Just seeing, you know, the, the reviews and the comments and the feedback and even just the daily listens, the, the stats, it's just I love it. I'm very, very passionate about it. It's here to stay. And also while I'm going on a podcast tangent, I am shooketh. I am absolutely shooketh at some of the guests that are coming up that have said yes. Like I'm starstruck and I'm and it feels surreal and you ain't seen nothing yet. So just keep your eyes out. There is so much goodness coming your way on touching base. And if you've liked this episode, give it a review, give it a cheeky five stars. I would love to see that from you or just feel free to message me direct. Tell me what you're doing. Keep yourself accountable and I'll see you on next week's episode. Whoa, yeah. That's all for now. I'll see you on my next week's episode.